Hey, this is Elisa from Spoken Views Reno, and you're listening to Up in the Mix. Welcome to another edition of Up in the Mix, coming to you hot from the Honeycomb Hideout. This is Sean, a.k.a. The Truth, a.k.a. The Super Nicest. Uh, this is uh, Caesar, a.k.a. De La Foto, a.k.a. Tracksuit Poppy, a.k.a. The Plug. And The Plug got me hooked up last night. <laughs> yeah, it's taking forever for Sean. Sean Quicker than everyone else. <laughs> I'm like, I got it. Let's Three go. people have been sent on this quest to Caesar, and you were the first to come through. 60 seconds flat. I got it. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. That's why that's what sometimes you got to establish dominance where you're at. You know? And then people notice you. Then you get the things you want. Well, how, how have you been with all these sixty-hour work weeks and sixty-hour work weeks? Everyone dying around me. It's uh, it's it's been uh, you know, a toll on uh, the mental. Yeah. And uh, it's just it's awesome that you know Leia's there. Like Leia, she's kind of like she's always happy, always you know, and that gives me energy to get that mood up when yeah, you're feeling. Yeah, exactly. So it's been uh, it's been it's been rough. It's been tough, but uh, yeah, just it's. Try your best, you know, one day at a time, and you know, yeah. Think think about your feelings and process them. That's like the most important part, instead of just like dull them out or anything like that. So yeah, we got to give a special shout out to past voice of the show, past <laughs> yeah. guest of the show, yeah, JT, who passed away recently. And yeah. uh, for all of you that knew him or were out at the memorial, mm-hmm. salutes to you for coming through and yeah, supporting the family. Yeah, JT, aka Joseph Theory, aka the Black Truckee River Trout. <laughs> A.K.A. Most Def. <laughs> A.K.A. Most Def. <laughs> A.K.A. Jamal left at 2 a.m. Yeah. Jamal, uh, Ernesto misses you a lot already. But uh, we have a special guest Very joining special, us this yeah. week. Uh, we have Jessica Van, who is better than your average citizen. Oh. <laughs> Do you have any other A.K.A.s you want to like, tell the people be, about? I want to have some other A.K.A.s. Uh. A.K.A. Choco Loco, A.K.A. <laughs> keep going, keep going. Sister Prez, A.K.A. Thugnificent, uh, <laughs> That's fantabulous. Thugnificent, <laughs> what's up? Well, welcome to the show, Jessica. We yeah. are glad you're here. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you so much. To, to, to get your wisdom, hear what you have to say. Maybe, uh, you know, talk some, talk some hip-hop. Talk, talk some music. Man, that's all I want to do. <laughs> sometimes, like, you need it. That's why it's awesome having the radio show once a week sometimes. Like, we just nerd out. Yeah. yeah. And, and watch basketball. That's probably pretty Same. much it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got a question of the week this week, and I think this is a good one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what traditional cultural foods that you are supposed to like, <laughs> you don't like? Chitlins. <laughs> okra. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like at this point, who really likes chitlins? Not a lot. No one under the age of like sixty. <laughs> well, you'll be surprised. My cousin's a little younger than me, and he likes that stuff. Does he? Yeah. My grandpa always talks. He's like, "You guys don't eat nothing. like the food that I used to eat." Like, no, because we're free. We're free, grandpa. <laughs> We don't have to eat that anymore. <laughs> we are free. <laughs> 
I don't like okra either. Ugh. Mine, though, the big one for me is I'm not... And my mom, like, hers are great, but I can't eat greens. It depends on the greens. Yeah, it depends. My I like grandma's them. greens yeah. and my sister's greens, that's about it. Yeah, I like them nice <laughs> and spicy and, you know, mix them with a lot of, a lot of other things. It's not, you know, it's good. Yeah. yeah. It, it just, yeah. yeah. What about tripe? You ever had tripe? Uh, you know what? We heard my fiance and I were talking about tripa. that. I was like, I have. She hates it. I was like. It's okay if you, if I if you don't if you don't think about it. Yeah. <laughs> too hard. Why are you it's a it? texture thing too. Sometimes it's so. good. And what is it in menudo? Is menudo, something yeah. like that. Yeah, like, that's I, what I was like. I've eaten yeah. it in like, and I like it because yeah. you know anything with like lime <laughs> makes everything a lot better. And like, it just pe- drowns away the <laughs> people. People just got to get over the texture sometimes because it's a it's a texture thing. Yeah. Kind of like lengua, you know, like tongue and stuff. Oh, I've never had, nor probably will ever have lengua. I can't get past you that. Have to just, Lingua's you have fantastic. to give it to me and not tell me what it is, yeah. but knowing who I am, no. <laughs> Lingua's, I love Lingua. But, uh, like, for me, uh, beans and burritos. Really? Because I, I like beans, like, why, like just not in my burrito because I don't like soggy like burritos. Like whole beans or refried beans? Uh, it either, doesn't matter. Either or, just don't like soggy burritos, so that's why, I like, no beans in burritos. But I, I, do have, I do have beans, like, when it's, like, on a plate with rice and things like that, but just in my burrito because I don't like soggy burritos. I don't like beans or guac in my burrito either. Mm. It's funny when I was younger, I didn't like beans, and now I fuck like they're so delicious. Beans are fantastic. All types of beans, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a lot, just a lot of beans. energy. Yeah, yeah, black beans, mm-hmm. whatever, red all beans. beans. All the beans are great. Yeah. Starting to sound like uh, what's his name, Bubba. <laughs> black beans, red they got beans, <laughs> yellow beans, good <laughs> <laughs> scrim cocktail. <laughs> we got beans cocktail. You got beans with rice. Yeah. You got shrimp and beans. Beans and rice is, I feel like, everyone's fundamental cultural. It just depends on what we put in it. But it's, it's, yeah, that's no, the no, thing. Rice, like, yeah, yeah. everybody's and every, where, depending every on where the world you are, it's the type of bean and, and like, how the rice, rice is flavored. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are, like, the standards in every culture. Yeah, Africa, Asia, mm-hmm. you know, because South, also, South America. Like, it doesn't you, matter. You could have that with no money. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's, why what they, that's what they are. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, nutritious and cheap. Yeah, and you could get through the day with beans and rice of any sort. Mm-hmm. Out there, working hard. Yeah, and like protein, like uh, like a meat, like a cow or lamb, like that's the one that costs money for everyone else around the world too. That's why everyone else is like so healthy. <laughs> yeah, they don't yeah. Got all these diseases. <laughs> yeah, they they eat stuff from the earth all naturally. <laughs> yeah, and then we got McDonald's, <sighs> which who knows what that is, but it is delicious. But them fries sometimes. though, I'm saying <laughs> hard. Yeah. It's hard. It is hard if for Mc, that if, if, if McDonald's ever changed their fries, I would never go back. <laughs> There's no reason. Exactly. Yeah. What is this? Yeah. You can get high C at home. Yeah. The and their ice cream machine's always broken. Yeah. And I'm learning how to make chi- you know good chicken tenders at home. So mm-hmm. watching all these fucking YouTube <laughs> or Instagram videos, all these like oh, I started following all these different chefs. I'm like, man, we need to try this. This isn't that hard. Dude, the internet is fantastic. Yeah. Especially like the expert. Yeah. Expert fryer of foods. Watching all this shit. I watch so many YouTube videos on food in different countries. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to learn how to make something random as hell. Yeah. And I watch it, and I'm like, well, store that in my memory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, all of all the suggested reels yeah. now are just cooking videos all day long. Yeah. Like, all right, I'm gonna try this recipe, I'm gonna try that recipe. No, uh, shoot, I learned graphic design on YouTube. So YouTube <laughs> University is fantastic. Yep. Yep. Like, people don't understand. Like, you can get everything. As long as you're learning there. how to do something. Yeah. Yeah. If they're telling you. 
how to think about something. <laughs> yeah, it's different. Because, like, YouTube is either learning about something or selling you something. Yeah. Is what YouTube usually is. Yeah. Or entertaining you. But, yeah. like, yeah, if, you're, if they're trying to sell you something, like, yeah, if you're getting practical knowledge on how to do stuff, uh-huh. that's one thing. But some of you, yeah, because, like, <laughs> I've changed, like, parts of the car off watching <laughs> YouTube. Like, oh, yeah, or sit there underneath the car. Like, nope, that's that one right there. Yeah. No, and, like, the lady likes to watch, uh, like, DIY stuff at the house. So, like, she's like, let's do this. And I was like, that looks like a lot of work. <laughs> but it looks awesome, you know? But it's just like, oh, when I get a chance, let's we you can do, do this. Yeah, yeah. It's the power of the pause button. You can take your time. You can rewind. <laughs> yeah. We were sitting there trying to, because we were having technical difficulties. <laughs> Me oh, and his brother so yesterday, yesterday trying to figure out what was wrong with uh, the <laughs> the mixer for the, to play music. Uh, both of us were trying to watch YouTube videos. You know what it was? It was just the internet was super slow, and it was slowing down everything for the oh, stream. Oh, that's what it was. And then, yeah, that's why it kept freezing. Well, Costa, get that bandwidth up, puppy. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, enough we, about we, our randomness. We digress. How are you doing? Mm-hmm. I'm alright. How are Yeah, it's, it's wild in these streets right now. <laughs> Dude, 2020 yeah. has only been here for like six weeks, <laughs> and it's been a mess. I mean, just um, it's just ridiculous what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. What's going on in uh, Ukraine and that's crazy. Ukraine out there, yeah. It's just uh, you know, world war. Who knows what's happening? Just yeah, just World War Three about to pop up. Yeah. That's all, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got Poon out there flexing, you know, trying, trying yeah, to get back like, what was lost. <laughs> everyone else, you know, we're just like, apparently the pandemic's over. They they gave up. They waved the white flag on that shit. <laughs> it was like, you know what? <laughs> Someone was like. Uh, like how is it in the schools i'm like bro they gave up like once they said they can't wear masks anymore it's like it's over all right we don't mm. care like it's i'm like i'm still wearing my mask because i still got kids excluded with covid like oh man i'm like maybe if i we go a couple weeks and no one has covid then i'll feel comfortable but like I'm supposed to knowingly walk around without my mask on when I know there's people in the class. No, no. Like, my friend recently died of COVID. Like, and it's just like, you know, salute to you, Corey. And, uh, you know, he used to ride BMX as well. But, like, yeah. It was, like, one of my friends that died. It was, like, COVID-related. And yeah. and it sucks. And it's, like, a real... Like, people don't understand until it affects them. Yeah. It affects them directly. Yeah. They think it's just, like, oh, it's, like, on the internet or it's all fake. But, you know, like, I had a coworker, same thing. Like, she thought it was nothing until she got it and was in, like, the, the ICU for, like, two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I've known more people who have gotten it in the last two months than previously. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody was like, yeah, I just got it, just got it. It sucked, blah, blah, yeah. like, Some people are like, this is the worst thing they've ever felt. And some oh, people yeah, and some no people joke. is just like, oh, it's like, but it affects everyone differently. And people don't understand. To this day, I can't smell right. I can't taste right. It's just weird, and everything mm-hmm. smells like either smoke or celery. And I <laughs> no, that's my friend James too. He yeah. he got it, and he's like, my smell is still fucked up. Yeah, and I, because my smell is fucked up, my taste is fucked up, and the doctor's like, it might come back. <laughs> like might yeah. like what? Like okay, thanks, doc. Burn an orange. You know, this stuff is not. It's just all trial and error. Nothing's <laughs> got you burning orange. <laughs> Somebody said, put your hand in the middle of your head and flick the back of your. <laughs> Head and like that is not try to reset your third eye or something. (laughs) Control all the leaf for your pineal gland. You gotta you gotta reset the pineal gland. You'll be able to see. You'll be woke. See into the future. Let's go. Uh, Well, you you're involved in several organizations and things around the community. Mm -hmm. Um, Depends on who you ask. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I'm asking you. So, how did you, how did you have that start? How did you? I mean, it's not you know it's not everyone that gets involved in that community. Like what what? what? I had parents, mainly my father, who um, his brother was the president of the NAACP. Um, about 20-something years ago. William uh, Baton was his name. Here in Reno? Yeah, he's he's still alive, but uh, he moved to Georgia some years ago. But, yep, uh, that's kind of the start of being involved in those type of organizations. Um, if What some people don't know is the NAACP here had a Girl Scout troop, and I was a part of that, and I don't know where it went, but it... <laughs> It was here, and that you know that helped me. Like an all black Girl Scout troop. Yeah, yeah, Damn, nice. that's tight. Come on with the with the Samoas. They they got renamed, rebranded. <laughs> what are they now? Like uh, the lights or something like uh, Carmel Delights. Carmel Delights. That's what they are. Yeah. We just got a bunch of Girl Scout. Cookies. Give me some. They got the plug. <laughs> got, the, Give me something. They're in the freezer. <laughs> Where they belong. I'm about to go steal a glass of. Milk. Look, we're so random. So my uncle <laughs> was a part of. The, he was the president, of course, and then you know my dad. Uh, you know, my dad. If you knew him, he was a very strong black man. He was very proud to be black. Um, his older brothers were a part of the the Black Panther Party in Oakland. Um, just always uh, know who you are, love who you are. That's why a lot of like the colorism things that um, have happened or that occur with young ladies or people here in the city. I don't, I didn't have that experience because I was brought up to love who I am, and I was raised around someone who uh, instilled that in me. I'm not. That's not to say it don't happen or that it never happened to me because it did. But you have but, that. You yeah, have that knowledge. I'm black. That yeah. with, you know, within. I've always been proud to be black, if you will. So uh, later on, I uh, had a friend, Stephanie Tao. Um, she was the president of the youth chapter, the very first youth chapter, and so I served as secretary, and that was under uh, ladies named Rose Gordon. I don't know if you know Akeem. I do know Akeem. Akeem's mom. Okay, uh, and uh, what's his sister? Uh. uh because I, I, I went, yeah. Ariva. Ariva, yeah. I was yeah. friends with him in high school. Yep. That's my niggas. So, <laughs> Keem and, uh, you know, Keem's mom, Rose, and an, another young lady at the time, Quillistine Washington, she, uh, they were our supervisors, if you will. Our, and uh, they, you know, is, of course, further instilled in church, et cetera, just basically learning, you know, black history. You know, learning about Juneteenth. Of course, NEPKIS uh, is the Northern Nevada Black Cultural Awareness Society. They had had events all through my life, and some things I didn't know they were NEPKIS events, but some things, you know, I was a part of and just grew uh, this love for being black to the point where when I was in high school, <laughs> I went to ICDA my last two years of school. If you didn't see my eye roll, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it happened. Yeah. I... um. I was in a web design class, so this is HTML, like the very beginning fundamental. Damn. So don't ask me to code no more because I have no clue. <laughs> but uh, our teacher, uh, our assignment was to create a website. My website was on the Black Panther Party. <laughs> and I got so into it that like I wanted to write a letter to Mumia Abu-Jamal. Mumia, is that his name? Mumia yeah. Jamal. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to write to Geronimo Pratt. Like I wanted to, I was really involved. And my dad was like, no, you don't got to do all of that. Just <laughs> <laughs> be an extra dude too much. Yeah, I was just so, I was, and like it made me have this. But how deep, old were you? Uh, 
if I was a senior, like seventeen. That's good that like, you yeah, get yeah, inspired yeah. like that. Man, I was I was down. I wanted to go to Spelman. I've envisioned myself this big huge afro. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I know that all that sounds superficial, but I really had a a love for learning about, you know, like Asada Shakur, etc. I did this pretty much on my own because, you know, as you know, <laughs> as you know, Sean, it's not taught in yeah, our schools. Yeah. And, you know, I had some pretty, I had a couple of, you know, kind of liberal, if you will, teachers growing up, but that, that tried to get us to be more culturally aware, but, you know, it wasn't from the same as a black teacher right, right, right. teaching you black <laughs> culture. So, um, I really believe I grew up in a, a, a village, if you will, um, not just in, like I said, with some school teachers, with the internet, thank you, internet, Al Gore. And <laughs> thanks for that invention. Thanks, Al Gore, so much. <laughs> and you know, parents and church. So I really feel like I had a community of people that instilled in me the pride of being black, the pride of being a black woman, etc. So yeah, that, that explains yeah, that explains it. Like yeah, you're so passionate about providing that for others. If only would people would see that. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you see the group chats. No. <laughs> yeah, because, it, you know, not everyone has that. And when mm-hmm. you haven't grown up with that or seen that, it's hard to, you know, God, it's hard to get them to. Yeah. I'm like, this is, so this is an era where I'm sure you've heard of Daryl Feimster if you didn't know him yourself. Daryl Feimster was in his prime and he's helping and he's on the city, you know, city council where we didn't see that. We didn't have that representation and he's getting programs. I learned how to fly an airplane at 14 years old because of a program that he brought in conjoint conjoint with uh, join. I don't know if you remember job opportunities in Nevada. Okay. Yeah. They brought the program to our school and it was um, you learn you learn how to fly a plane. You go, I mean, literally go through like aviator <laughs> class <laughs> and you get paid to do it. And it was That's awesome. Like, I think at most it was like 280 bucks, but you know, it was still For something. Sure. You're learning a, a when skill. When you're 14 mm-hmm. and you ain't never had anything like, over a hundred dollars. <laughs> and before <laughs> driving. I'm rich, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I bought my school clothes with that money. Suited and booted. Yeah. So, I mean, when you have that, thanks to him, I had that type of opportunity. Thanks to Ian Hill, who was one of the co-founders of ICDA. Thank you. I mean, it started out good. It was a, with good intention. So I don't feel like all the bad goes to it. But um, when you have those type of people that are looking out for the youth in the community and, you know, programming that helps them see beyond their neighborhood, you know. Oh, my gosh. It's so important. It's important. And, I mean, I only flew a half a mile, 30 minutes it was pretty much a big circle and it was the scariest, most beautiful thing in my life. And it's like the thing that's my icebreaker <laughs> when people say, say something that unique about you. I said, I flew a plane at 14 <laughs> and that's something I can say that only me and a few other people can say. So like that's the, I, I believe in the power of creating experiences for these kids that they have never had or might not ever have if they didn't, you know, go beyond or want to know for themselves. I mean, it's so easy, especially when you're in some of these neighborhoods, that like these limited neighborhoods are their world, and they don't know anything beyond that. And the things that go on that they think are normal, and you're like, "It's not. Yeah. This isn't normal. <laughs> like the stuff you're dealing with, like this isn't what the average person has to go through." Right. 
and you know they just accept this for normal and getting them it's so hard to get them to see beyond that like to see that there's other stuff out there that there's better you know i think that first comes from example though i think yeah. that we need to lead by example and show them that it can be it's possible and that it's not even so much of you have to leave the town for that success to occur but right here there's everyday people that are living great lives and have can impact the community in a in a great way and you can be just the same because if i'm honest with you outside of living in uh san diego and las vegas i haven't lived outside of a five mile radius <laughs> so <laughs> so <laughs> you know i mean it's your community then right you know? it's where i'm i'm northeast all day <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know that's it's just I, i've just always been a dreamer though so that kind of has worked in my favor there but i mean i wouldn't know to think beyond if i wasn't given the the opportunity freedom right mm-hmm. the opportunity to think beyond mm-hmm. so it's it's that's where we first need to start is realizing that hey these kids need to know it's bigger than their block and yeah. their neighborhood right and then actually taking them beyond there <laughs> you yeah know, yeah to see it i mean like i said thank god for al gore's internet you know <laughs> without it people probably would still have this really closed mm-hmm. Like, we wouldn't get some of the music we have. We wouldn't get some of the cultural things that we have. Because remember, I don't know if you guys remember back in the day when it was radio, we would get a song. Yeah, you know that new song came out. It was great. And somewhere in, like, Vegas or something, they've heard that song for several months. So. Tell them Caesar. <laughs> yeah, no, all the time. And it's just like, or, like, the East Coast would get it first. And, you know, like, the radio is just... Now we have everything at the tip of our fingers right. where yeah. it's just like it drops and then next thing you could listen to it right then and there. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. when I moved here from the Bay Area and kids are listening to the song. That's old, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're late. Uh-huh. <laughs> what are you talking we about? Are? Yeah. And, then, and now we like everyone's teaching everyone new stuff. Like my brother's younger than I am. He like, you know, he's like, oh, listen to this new person. Or then I'm like, oh, you need to listen to this person. Yeah. I love to put on. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm rarely put on though. I'm the putter honor. Because you out there. Yeah. You know, somebody, somebody's got to lead. Somebody's got to lead. Yeah. Out, out there using the the Al Gornet. My family, my my family, like my sister and like people around me, they're really like, oh, I finally got one that she didn't know. <laughs> they sit when they send me music. <laughs> they're excited about it because I, I, I just pretend like. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah. Oh, this is cool. Yeah. Maybe I haven't heard that song by that person, but. Sometimes yeah. I'll even have like uh, Saba. Have you heard of Saba? Oh, of course. So yeah. I had Saba's album, and somebody was talking about, yeah, you need to listen to Saba, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, I didn't remember that I had it. And I go look it up on my <laughs> Apple oh. Music. I was like, oh, I already had it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, especially with the radio show. People are like, oh, you've heard it? And I'm like, I actually played that song two weeks ago. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> like, listen you to my show. Work in this, listen to my show, you know? But it's cool working with my students because they'll come up, like, this kid came up and he's like, I got an unofficial print of the, the, the No Name album. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, I bought it on vinyl. Like, this website, like, does, like, vinyl releases, you know, like, not official, but, like, you can still get vinyl. I was like, oh, that's cool. You showed me. I was like, damn. I love like, her I'm impressed, so much. I'm impressed. I was like, bro, you listen to... I'm like... I love No Name. Props, man. Like, if you listen to that shit, you're fucking revolutionary pretty much. Like, <laughs> yeah. For your, for your age bracket. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, she dropping knowledge, like... Mm-hmm. 
A lot of these people don't. I like how she she has a library. She had a free library, and it got little to no information, like, buzz. But Solange has a library, and everybody's, like, shook about it. Like, this girl has been trying to give y'all books and, and education. If you follow her Twitter, I don't know, you know, of course we deal with, you know, mental health and things like that. So I think that's probably a little bit of a factor with her. But for the most part, that girl is dope. Yeah, and she's young. That's the thing. Like, yeah. I, I can't imagine being that young and then having to deal with what she has to deal with on the internet yeah yeah <laughs> like internet yeah because i follow her on twitter I'm like you know sometimes i'm like why you, don't give these people your energy or time like you just yep just put out what you got to put out and don't read the keep comments. it moving yeah keep it moving um so you talked about these opportunities um what what are you working on now like with with napkiss or these other things uh, what do you got what are, what, are you, what do you got going on? I know there's a lot. I don't like giving my ideas anymore because I realize people take my. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I'm really. Um, I'm looking to expand the reach Nepkis has. Um, unfortunately, and I hope people listen to this for real. <laughs> unfortunately, the problem with uh, my specific organization is um, having the manpower to do the things that we want to do. Because now they've been uh, connected with a visionary, and I have big ideas. But now it's just a matter of how can we get people to come together and do them. And it does take strategy. Someone said that you don't have to. I'm, <laughs> this is my diss record. <laughs> it does take strategy. It does take mapping things out to get stuff done. It's not just talking. It's actual tactic and strategy. So anyway, um, what I'm what we're planning to do is a. Uh, a camp in the summer, a day camp called Camp Culture. And so I was hoping that Sean and some, you know, Caesar could be a part of that eventually. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like teaching music, dance, art, mm-hmm. things of that sort. Um, history, you know, use of. I call names. I don't know if I should be doing that. <laughs> uh, uh, Yusuf's really good at, you know, historical th- things from a historical aspect. And I just feel like just leaning in on our my community members to give these kids a Saturday morning or, you know, Saturday morning to afternoon of just straight up culture. And then at the end of it have some type of, I, I don't like the word reception, but like a, what's the word? Basically they'll show showcase what they've done and what they've learned. And it'll, it'll be very hands-on and they, very, you know, they teach it. Cause how else will you know? Cause yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> that's the type of thing that, especially at a young age is so impactful. Like one day can be so impactful. Yeah. One thing, you know, like you said with the, the flight lessons, one thing can just open your mind to possibilities that you would have never have known before then. Let me tell you, this is so side, this is so side, but it adds on to what you're saying. My cousin is in New Orleans right now, right? She said to me, she went to a plantation. She said the last slaves that left there left in 1976. <laughs> My mother graduated high school in 1977. Oh, man. <laughs> My oldest cousin was born in 1977. The last slaves left that plantation then. And we're talking about 1865. They're just sharecropping the whole time? <laughs> yeah. I guess they had old money or or, or the people c- called them themselves. In debt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. 1970, that's what, 48, 40-something years ago? Mm-hmm. 45. 45 years ago. I'm sorry. I don't know my numbers, guys. Sorry. No, so, I only know because I'm about to turn 40. So. <laughs> oh, me too. <laughs> for me to do that math. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I 
I got a couple years. Yeah. I'll be saying that. I'm almost 40. <clears throat> but yeah. So what I'm saying is, is if you don't know, you don't know. And you yeah. don't know what you don't know. And we're sitting right here. And she was saying there was another young lady from California that didn't realize, like, even the house slave, field slave, um, you know, understanding that. And the she dynamic. Was saying, yeah. She was saying the lady bust out in tears because she was like, I cannot believe this happened. Yes, it happened. And it was real. And they try to, like, patty cake slavery like it was just like this. Even I'll be honest. Even sometimes, to a certain degree, black people do the same thing. Like, they kind of water it down but it was it was a very severe time you gotta read i you know i have to give oh that was in college never mind i was like (laughs) is that in high school we read no like we read so uh this true story of like a book about this slave woman who um basically got fed up and, and like killed her master who had been raping her and like it was the true like escaped and told the story and you know you read like reading Actually, that's the thing. You got to go read the actual accounts, and you you read these like it was so brutal and horrible. Yeah, and like you know they're trying to you know because they put it you know because white people be feeling guilty, so they <laughs> make it in these history books yeah. like you know oh like some owners were good to their slave like okay no <laughs> get the fuck out of here like, not, yeah. you can't be good and hold somebody captive at yeah, the same you, time. you can't be good to someone that you that's like saying like. Some people treat their cattle well. Exactly. Like, before they slaughter them. T- <laughs> exactly. Like, Chop them up for that McDonald's. You, you're still meat. viewing that thing as a commodity that you're going to use for whatever you want. Exactly. Yeah. That's the first part is we review it as commodity and not mm-hmm. as humans. Mm-hmm. And so, we still aren't. Like, that's, that, yeah, that's the people thing. think it's over. And I was like, no. It's, yeah. it's, it's still going on. Yeah, it's tough. God, it's tough. Man. But we can't talk about it because it makes people uncomfortable, Sean. We need to. This, this no. podcast would be illegal in Florida. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why we got no listeners. <laughs> Make motherfuckers uncomfortable. My feelings are hurt because I'm learning about bad things. I can't. I can't. Just I branded, can't. As, branded as a music, hip-hop podcast. <laughs> And then they'll start listening to it, and, and then they get that them. real. They get bamboozled. Yeah. We'll yeah. trick them. Let's, let's say we're uh, we're like a, a Christian, <laughs> something or other. You know, put yeah. the church on there. Say Dr. Dre's involved. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's Florida, so it's got to be like Trick Daddy or like. Ah, uh, Trick, trick Love the Kids. Oh, Luke. Trick is... Daddy and Tina, the baddest bitch. Oh man. Luke's loose booty out. Oh yes. <laughs> what did you think about that halftime show last week? West Side. <laughs> It's funny. I like. I I didn't think it was a big deal until I was actually watching it. It was a big deal, and yeah. I was like, "This is fucking crazy." Yeah. No, it's how how crazy how long it's been. Like hip hop is pop culture, and how long it took for them to put. I mean, when when right. Snoop came out there, I'm just wearing a fucking do rag as a jumpsuit, crib, and crib walking, and smoking in between everything, like you know. That was beautiful. Yeah, I just feel bad for the people that were sitting behind. And like they paid so much for their tickets, and they couldn't, they couldn't even see the show. I mean, <laughs> there wasn't rich. screens on the other side. Yeah, yeah, there were screens all over, but you know, pretty funny though. Yeah. I saw a video of like, uh, oh, like someone like uh, with their dad. Like my dad started crying when they started crip walking <laughs> on the stage. And I was like, you know, I if you're a certain age, that made you feel some type of way. Like I definitely a nostalgic mm-hmm. moment. No, someone on the internet. I'm not gonna put them on blast, but they were like. Why does Kendrick have to be there? And I was like, 
get out of here, out of my feed. Don't talk about K Dot. Yeah, too much on K Dot. No, no, exactly. I was like, nah. Like <laughs> we ain't friends no more. Yeah, we no, out of here. You out of here. He's the. He's the evolution of this. Like, of, of this. It's literally the benefit. He's like literally the product of. Of that. Literally. Of everybody that was on stage. One of my good friends, he's a producer. He was talking about, uh, he's one of my best friends. He was uh, talking about um, that literally Dr. Dre, if he had had Ice Cube there, that would literally show his whole career span mm. from NWA, um, inter- you know, Aftermath era. Uh, then the, to the future, it would have showed all his whole his whole career if he would have had that there. But that's just to say one thing is this one man produced these millionaires, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, like so they're saying like Dr. Dre's one of seven black billionaires, and they're like, you can't tell him like they're like because they didn't edit his part, you know, like, and they're like Eminem's super rich, like they told him not to kneel. Yeah, they still did, but they're like Don't Kendrick. Pay the bill. Kendrick, they cut out his his part, like. That's how you know Kendrick's the young one. <laughs> like Kendrick doesn't Kendrick yeah. don't have that fuck you money yet. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> Almost. Yeah. It's like and Dre I, does. I also love that like Jay Z was rapping his own lyrics. Right. You know? And I was like, oh, this is so awesome. Yeah. And then you know what? Like Salute that was because of Jay Z. Like he signed that deal with the NFL. People criticized him for it. And and I was scared at first, man, with that J Lo and Shakira and all the, the ones he had before. I was like, mm-hmm. I was scared. Like, I thought you were doing this for us. Mm-hmm. And then he has the blackest show. <laughs> in it LA. Just, it just takes time. That's yeah. In thing. LA. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Mary J. Blige. Just, yeah. Dude. Yeah. Like, her, her and the 50s chilling in the chairs? Yeah. Oh, Listen, I've watched that like six times. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. And she was looking fantastic, yeah. doing her thing. I was Someone like. Someone had to, the nerve uh, to talk about like her being thick. I was like. she been that way. First of all. <laughs> second of yeah. all, like, isn't she like 50? Like, yeah. what are you? She looks amazing. And her arms. She's, she's had like the best arms I was in, like, the, in the game for a while. I was so offended. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you talk about her that way? No. All of them, really. Yeah. All outside of Kendrick, who's like, what, 34? Mm-hmm. Everyone's in there. We were there during our, at the par- party as all of us were looking up their ages. Like, how the fuck old are all these people? Yeah, in their 50s. <laughs> They're 40s all in their 50s. 50s, yeah. Looking the same as they did 20 years ago. Yeah. Hey, that's one thing about. Dre's a little swole, age. though. Well, as swole, it's not like <laughs> mean, like. Yeah. Chicken. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's lean chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, um, I uh, I think about that and, you know, that hip-hop era. They all look young. They all look good. Jay-Z, all, they all look pretty good. At, I mean, unless, you know, they was dealing with something else. But like even Common, all of them around that age, they give us something to look forward to where their age back in the day was like, That's it. You know, this is your finale. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, you. that's the th- yeah. <laughs> so, hopefully, you know, it makes me concerned, though, honestly, about this new generation. And will they will they have that same uh, reserve about them? I don't think so. We'll see. Do we want to hear Lil Uzi Vert in twenty years? At That's the, the thing. Like, getting the Hall will of he, Fame. Will he will he change and keep evolving, or you know, like that's that's the thing with musicians. Mm-hmm. Like we always talk about, you know, some of these guys don't age well but that's because they they don't change they you know mm-hmm. you can't be no matter what genre it is if you're you know like obviously when you're 19 you're gonna be rapping about crime like whatever you do to, 
You can't be doing the same thing when you're 35 or 40. True. Unless, unless you're too short. <laughs> I'm just like, you're still in it, yeah. <laughs> like, and if but you're it still turns, in it. It turns from I'm pimping to I've been pimping. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you got to evolve some way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Talk yeah, about yeah. the money you made or uh-huh. what you're doing with it. You know, look at Jay-Z. Yeah. Like, you know, he was talking about flipping bricks. Now he's talking about, you know, like flipping companies. Yes. Yeah. NFT, mm-hmm. yeah, invested, yeah. invested in yeah, art, and, and yeah, him him using his own art for like fashion, like magazines and stuff. Yeah, where he has it, nobody else does. Yeah, like it's about investing in yourself and art and what you love, and you get better, and we all grow. Like that's why we love some people. We're like, because we're all growing together. That's why like Jay Z's albums, like they get they hit us because we're growing at the same time. Right. Yeah, we we were teenagers when he was, te- you know. Big pimping, yeah. 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 I don't yeah. want to hear big pimping from fifty-year-old Jay. Right, right. <laughs> no. You don't want to hear that, right? You literally have a wife, sir. <laughs> like you got kids, yeah. Huh? yeah. <laughs> Three children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's why I like the you know they the they're flex like the he when they're rapping about having a family like I love hearing that like yeah. mm-hmm. you know like that's why I like uh, Jay Cole's new style because he's talk he talks about that like mm-hmm. I can't be rapping about you know this. Uh, I'm not that person that I'm not struggling like I was before. Like mm-hmm. you can't, you know, you he's can't. cooking dinners for the family. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Home mm-hmm. with my wife. Yeah. <laughs> <It's strange>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I follow, I follow E40 on Instagram and like his Instagram is just like him and the wife cook a food. Like he's got his food brand, like the goon with a spoon. That's so smart. He, he, knows, he knows how to brand himself yeah. very well. And he's just out there like, like, what do you do? Like cooking dinner. Yeah, you know, marketing himself. Uh, so who else does that? Uh, uh, Bun B. Is oh, Bun B. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, he like he like uh, goes on like Premium Pete on the show, and like they always talk about food, and like that's their thing. And it's like, yeah, me and my wife, this is what we're learning, this is what we're doing, you know. And it's yeah. just like, you know, when before it was just you know talking about H Town and how like grimy it was. But they got it, you know, like that's you said representation, Matt. Like you got to see like. You know, black people are people too. Like they, they have, they do all the same things that everyone else does. That that's not always what you see. Like when you see, when you turn on the TV or you you look at movies or whatever, you know, it's not them just living. You don't see you just living life. Like oh yeah, like I got kids just making dinner, <laughs> taking them to school, go to, go to bed by ten. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Having a date night, going to the Warriors game, you know, like I said. Like, yeah. watch Power. Yeah. <laughs> so we do this. And that's what we all do. And like, yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of, of art we love, Caesar, you want to share your song of the week? Ooh, that new Pusha T. Oh. Diet Coke. By featuring Pusha T featuring uh the worst yeah. deadbeat dad in the world. <laughs> the future. Our favorite lunatic our favorite oh. lun- our, our favorite lunatic that we love to talk about. Oh. Uh, listen and enjoy. He's <laughs> having the best divorce ever. <laughs> oh. Yesterday's price is not today's price. Imagine every player's aiming coach right. Master recipes under stove lights. The number on his jersey is the quote price. You order Diet Coke, that's a joke, right? Everybody get it off the boat, right? 
But only I can really have a snow fight Detroit nigga challenge, what's your dope like? If your bin's bigger, step it up to ghost life Missy was our only misdemeanor My tunnel vision's better under stove lights You order Diet Coke, that's a joke, right? My workers compensated so they don't strike Wish me luck, see green like Don Bishop The ones you trust don't change like them chains you tuck Far as I'm concerned, who's the best? Me and Yezos Washed and dried, so give me all of mine and pesos Add it up Your bitches in them pictures, but they laser tagging us They mad at us Who wouldn't be? We became everything you couldn't be Everything your mama said you shouldn't be The Porsche's horses revving like, look at me I'm still pitching, baby, batter up Imaginary players ain't been coached right Master recipes under stove lights The number on this jersey is the quote price You order Diet Coke, that's a joke, right? All you niggas get it off the boat, right? But only I can really have a snow fight Detroit nigga challenge, what's your dope like? If your bin's bigger, step it up to ghost life the flow's untouched, the drums is tough Drive cullin' in when roads get rough Snow's a must, the nose adjust Young G's like we hove and puff Best jewelries and hoes we lust Chanel trinkets, same hoes will blush Crush hearts like pretty boys And we driving pretty toys Extendos will make plenty noise Crescendo, make your car endo Pierce your car window Missy was our only misdemeanor Nike box, hold a hundred thou with no insoles uh, The crack Era was such a black era. How many still standing reflecting in that mirror? Lucky imaginary me. players ain't been coached right. Master recipes under stove lights. The number on this jersey is the quote price. You order Diet Coke, that's a joke, right? All you niggas get it off the boat, right? But only I can really have a snow fight. Detroit nigga challenge, what's your dope like? If your bin's bigger, step it up to ghost life. Welcome back. That was Caesar's song of the week. It was Diet Coke with Pusha T featuring Khan Yizzle West. Yeah, uh, the video was awesome too. Yeah, it felt like it, uh, like an old like uh, Biggie Diddy, you know, yeah. little video with uh, them shiny suits. <laughs> the shiny suit. It's era. funny that like I feel like Pusha brings out the best in Kanye. And that's why production he, wise. That's why he's like the head of good music, and Kanye isn't. You know. <laughs> I mean. Right, like what, like we were talking in the break, that general stuff, yeah. not the soldier stuff, you know. Yeah. So Pusha T really does does the long game. I mean, I can't. I hope I live long enough just to see Kanye West's life dissected in some great because he's got the new documentary out. But I want like a documentary that like you know I want to see how this is how is this going to end. Like, <laughs> have you seen it? No, I haven't, I haven't seen yet. It. Watch it. What's it on Netflix or? It's on yeah, Netflix. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe tonight I or tomorrow. I think you'll see. If nothing else, you'll see. Ain't nothing changed as far as his <laughs> ego. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. his mom really was more of a support than you think. I think she was like his grounding thing. Literally mm-hmm. was quoting his lyrics in the, like, word for word. What, why don't you have this one out where you go, blah, 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 And she's going bar for bar. That, to me, I'm supportive mm-hmm. mom, but I ain't that guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a, that's a number yeah. one fan for real. Mm-hmm. And to me, I feel like that was his only his own based on the the documentary 
that was his sole source of solidarity and like clarity so that's why when people say when he shifted mm-hmm. it's because all of that foundation was gone for him crumbled so, yeah 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 i was i was telling my students i was like 20 years ago or like 22 years ago Kanye West was a producer trying to rap and no one believed in him mm-hmm. but himself. And he was rapping about how he would be the greatest rapper alive. Mm-hmm. And no one believed him for years and years and years. And then he did it. Yeah. So, like, imagine then- the ego you have to have to believe that and then follow through and do it. And then what's your ego going to be like when you do that? And what's after when that? When everyone, right. your entire life has been telling you, no, like, you know, like, it's just been barriers, people, you know, telling you you can't do this, and you believing in yourself and then accomplishing it. Yeah. You might say some wild ass shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, you might lose perspective on the world, and, and it's like proclaiming yeah. yourself the voice of a generation, <laughs> and all, like, God, and all this crazy, you know, like, I get it. I yeah. get it. Like, it's tough. It's tough, but the man, you know, that doesn't excuse. That doesn't no, that's negate the thing. That's responsibility the thing. Like, or accountability. He's gone too far, yeah. and um, as much as we all loved him, you know, like it's just it's crazy. Yeah, it, it, he's become his own monster. I, like it's just the effect his own dark that first album fantasy. had. You know, like clever. <laughs> See what you did there. The first, you, I mean, the first time you heard that his songs, you know, that first album, like it was. Man, College Dropout was such a great dude, album. Dude, it was wild. Changed your life, like it, it just, changed, yep. it changed everything. Like, like I feel like there, that's like a turning point in music. Like, yeah, that that like a book. College Dropout mm-hmm. is the end of. We ain't heard nothing without a sample since. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the end of the goal, like golden era hip hop, and like that's the the end the of transition golden era. right there yep. mm-hmm. into the modern era. Is is the College Dropout? He uh, he changed everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Him and that Louis backpack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just I mean, now look at him. They don't like have that type of consist that type of consistency no more. No. I mean it's not you you don't have to work as hard as he did. Now yeah. you just you get a fucking hot single and you can ride that, you know, to a career. <laughs> yeah. You get one viral song. And that's all it is for five no, not even five minutes no more, two minutes. Dude, songs are so short now. They're it's eleven wild. seconds, mm-hmm. and that's it. It's like, like y'all's attention span is that whole, short. Their whole their whole song is like <laughs> twenty eight bars. Yeah, a of couple, the same words. A, a couple of mumbles and like you know. Nobody loves me. Hoes, hoes, hoes. Get some. Uh, there's like uh, auto tune in there. <laughs> there's no bridge anymore. There's nope. nothing. There's no bridge, even in R and B music. Yeah, it's bring just, back the bridge. Yeah. Bring crazy. back the vamp at Anthony's. Uh, you know Ladantre. Uh huh. At Anthony's. At Anthony's. Uh, party he had. Uh, so they were playing. Uh, Usher, and uh, I was like, you know, we were all dancing, singing to it. I like, I was like, <laughs> he's like, that's what we need. He's like, you gotta bring back. Nobody be grabbing the air no yep. more. That's how you know. Dancing in the rain, uh-huh. looking out the window, on your knees, the land, being all in touch with your like emotions and sadness, crying a little bit. You know, he's like, that's what we need right here. Yeah. Drake did it. Uh, Drake did it. No oh, new friends. Little Drakey poo, being yeah. all cute and stuff. Now you always got to look cool. You can never, you can never, you know, yeah. show your emotions. Show your emotions. Especially as a man. Yeah, it's tough. We've, we've been having like long Jake, conversations. Drake, Drake, yeah, people make fun of him for getting up with his feelings, but he never made it look uncool. He right. never. <laughs> he's not out there on his knees in the rain begging for someone to take him back. No. 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 He's just sitting there all sad, looking cool. 
poolside. Hot sauce drink. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Anyways. Jacob Poo and his little heart. Oh. <laughs> uh, what events uh, do you have coming up? Uh, yeah. Should people know about that you have coming up? I know the MLK dinner was, was had postponed. to be postponed because of. So now we look COVID. dumb that these. <laughs> <laughs> now we look crazy because the mask mandate's off. So I was like, did we did we even have anything? But yeah, uh, the Martin Luther King 34th annual Dr. Martin Luther King birthday celebration was uh, slotted for January. What was the day? It was know. it was the 18th. 18th. Yeah. And because of the high rising in Omarion, we had to <laughs> <laughs> we had to postpone. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to be responsible not only to ourselves but to the community as well. You know, so yeah. Um, so we moved it to February 28th, and it'll be the culmination, if you will, of Black History Month. Mm. And so, um, yes, it is on a Monday, but it, the other one was on a Monday, too. <laughs> you can come mm-hmm. and just have a, sleep a little late. I don't know what you have to do. <laughs> Get in the bed a little late. It's all right. Get that babysitter. <laughs> yeah. But even if you don't want to leave your house, we'll have digital tickets so you can watch it online. Mm. That's in a week. We still have yeah. You said well, that with the realization of all the work you still have to do. <laughs> yeah. I saw that in Did your you eyes. See it? I saw it in your eyes. If you guys didn't see, see her eyes, <laughs> once again. Where's the camera? A lot of work. Yeah. A no lot camera. of work still going to to go. Or? Like I was telling you yeah. about manpower. It's just really we just need some push. That's all. Little 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 tasks, people. And here's the other part. And I'm going to say this because our community doesn't realize, and that's everybody's event, not just ours. How much detail goes into making and presenting and giving the community opportunity to have any of it? I can only imagine what the rodeo is like and what, you know, Art Town is like and what extensive details they have to cover to make sure that they have, they have whole great... organizations, people working full time year round. Yeah, to, to do that one on. event. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's what we should have. But we don't have that. So we don't you know, it's. Basically, a bunch of busy people trying to yeah, <laughs> come yeah. to get because we all have the jobs same people and, doing yeah the, the hustling to do all these other things yeah, to do yeah. This too. it was so, just like the friends of the Instagrammies like yeah. they were yeah that cool it was back in the day and like they only did it a couple of years because everyone had a nine to five and they weren't getting paid for it yeah it's well here's my thing about that if you volunteer if you say you're gonna do it do it don't mm. you know don't give up on it because you're not getting paid for it because you know you're not getting paid for it from the beginning in fact nepkiss you pretty much paid a volunteer so because <laughs> we have dues so you know if you're if your passion i guess that's where it is for me is the my passion is is what keeps me going knowing that i don't get paid but that i do want to see these things come to fruition so i would say it's de- it's definitely difficult but also i think that the the other part of it is is participate when you see something happen and that it actually happened so show show at least your appreciation for these people giving their extra time and that's not like i said not just for nepkiss but everybody that puts on something it takes work so go do it <laughs> now <laughs> so, <laughs> people gotta see yeah people like <clears throat> so much goes on with all of these organizations the yeah. community organizations because it the money's not there, like in society. So it's all people doing it out of their blood, sweat, and tears for free, yeah. volunteering, whatever it is. And uh, this is this is no different. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about let's talk about Black History Month for a second. We talked last week. Black Future Month. How do you feel? How have you, as someone who you know grew up having pride and knowledge of themselves and 
black culture. How have you felt about Black History Month personally? In this specific community or just in general? In general, general the concept. Um, I'm over the the kente cloth kneeling at the, <laughs> at the Capitol. I'm over that. Like What I mean by that is the gentrification of it, like the trying to, we acknowledge you and we want to show support, so we're going <laughs> to wear The co-opting kente. of it? Yeah. Have you ever seen Sherman Showcase? No. You've never, oh my gosh, y'all need to watch Sherman Showcase. There's this girl, I'm sure you've heard it. She was saying, drop it low for Jesus. <laughs> she has another song called Put On Some Kentane. Basically, what that that's what that's about. Is It's Black History Month and we want to show solidarity, so we wear some kentane. <laughs> so basically, that's what it is. And, and even like a Bath and Body Works did uh, Oh my God. some mud cloth print oh, <laughs> candles of the, of the since they already had and one of them was watermelon something like just no sensitivity at all to the culture <laughs> and uh, <laughs> last, uh last year in the nba draft uh one of the kids who got drafted like his mom was white and she had on some kinti cloth and the internet just erupted like <laughs> that's it was, what i'm saying like nancy pelosi uh, like was, what are you guys doing yeah here's how you here's how you support listen to us with what we need and Pass the laws that are going to not get us killed. That's how we have a good, eventful Black <laughs> that's, History that's, that's, that's Exactly. <laughs> Thanks so much. I don't need you to fucking, you know, tell me some random fact about somebody <laughs> you just discovered. Right. Like, make some passive legislation that yeah. fucking helps us. They're like, maybe McLeod Bethune. <laughs> like, yes, we know. We know. Mm-hmm. It's the same. You reiterate the same. Fi- and then I was telling somebody else, even, even uh, the people that they do talk about, like Dr. King, they have made him this beautiful angel of justice and equality. And he is just, I mean, not to say he wasn't a good man. He was a great man, but he wasn't, he wasn't like, Oh, I want everyone to come together and live in peace. He was the most hated man in America for a reason when he died. Yeah. Uh And we talked about that too. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking read that speech you're quoting from you (laughs) dumb motherfuckers. Like Uh he's saying some shit you probably won't like. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Read some of those books. Chaos or oh shoot, I can't think of the name right now. Some something or chaos. That's a great book. Um, for the original name of the I Had a Dream speech was Normalcy Never Again. <laughs> so yeah, he's he was deeper than, and really he was a black first. It was about being black first. And then I, I what I don't like about what they do with like Malcolm X is they they try to make it seem like he was. Uh, so militant up until he went to Mecca and then he was all about peace and no it was still <laughs> yeah <laughs> he was still no well, then just the basic like useless. contract yeah. like just the basic like contrast where they just mm-hmm. like Malcolm X was blunt this way and MLK was it's like that ain't true that, like there's so much more nuance to the two of them than them just being you know two sides of the same you know like yeah. the bullshit they do to simplify it and you know to, to justify why yeah. Malcolm X got killed by the FBI. <laughs> exactly. Hands in my pockets. <laughs> that's uh that's um the same about the Black Panther Party and how they become drug using thugs that were gang members and just gun toting like, rebels. Uh, like the the these communities didn't fall apart until you killed all the people who were helping them. Like that the part, Black Panthers. That part, everybody, please listen to that and stop putting on Kente. 
<laughs> yeah. Stop trying to rewrite our history, like our very present history. <laughs> it's not even slavery. Yeah, they're you not know? even. Re- yeah, they're just <laughs> denying what's happening right now. Yeah. It's like you're like, no, this is what this is what's going on. I see it. It's literally. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. Critical it's not. race theory is to uh, separate and mm-hmm. bring back uh, segregation. Yeah, and that's the oldest shit. Is when they when they <laughs> when they say whenever you start trying to teach people about what's going on, you're like you're being divisive. Uh, no, what was divisive was slavery. Yeah. And segregation and Jim Crow. That shit was divisive. I'm just talking. I'm just talking about it. Right. How's that being divisive? Because you don't want to hear it. Because you don't want to hear that your grandpa was a racist. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like somebody was fucking throwing shit at Ruby Bridges when she was walking into school. It wasn't my grandpa. Ruby Bridges is still alive, everybody, by the way. <laughs> like you think all those people like all those little kids yelling at her, calling her a nigger, just magically became not racist right. one day? They no, they're your understand. fucking grandpa that gets mad at you when he hears rap music when he's driving down the street. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So that that's how I feel about Black History Month. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we gotta do better. <laughs> we gotta do- understatement. Understatement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like even within our own community, we have to do better, mm-hmm. and not just because like the they've taught they've taught us not to you know know ourselves yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah not to know ourselves not to like you know see the past and like go to the future from there yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I got to talk to you about some stuff with the Black Student Union at the school because um, they need they need some some help and guidance and and. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I was already we're on the same I, and I it, like to... I've, you know I've been. This isn't my first year there, just sitting in at some of the meetings and the topics, and it's like, man, like, I love these kids, but you're presenting things from, uh, you're not presenting things from your own perspective. Like, everything you're talking about is through the lens of how, you know, you've internalized these thoughts about yourself and how you're viewed. Like, that's yeah. not, like, you gotta, oof, it's tough. It's tough, like, Stop. I'm gonna talk. To, yeah, I have a. I had a, the mind to adopt Hugs Black Student Union. So maybe get them uh, all. Yeah, just get them get all them together. All. I mean, I don't know how many there are. Like, I, probably not many. Yeah, like but I, this one is only because of uh, people at the school, like the, the be, like the administrators being cool about it. Because you know, it's you know, it's controversial. This shit is, <laughs> which is a which is crazy, right? That a black that black kids can't sit together and talk about black issues together, <laughs> and how they're being you know disadvantaged at their own school. They're you know they notice these things. They see they see where they're not. And that's part of the reason why these kids get turned off from school is that no one acknowledges that they have this unique perspective and these things that are going on and happen. You know, like whether it's uh, you know like racism in some of these schools, especially. Uh, some of these Hispanic schools were like the like North Valley's like uh, um, like the valedictorian, this Hispanic girl like called out the administration and everything on like you're not doing anything about the racism we're experiencing, and then they didn't let her give her speech and yeah. and and walk, and it's like these kids aren't stupid, mm-hmm. like they're the ones that are living it. Like, well, how who are you to to say and deny what they're experiencing and what they're feeling? Yeah. So it's uh, very real. <laughs> so at my school, what they're doing is they're letting, um, I don't know how often it is, but they're, they're setting up these workshops during school. So the kids will already be there and they're going to be allowed to miss class to go to these workshops. Hmm. And it's every, 
every black student in the school will be allowed to go to do these. So I'll talk to you off the air about what we could do, but uh, it's a it's a good opportunity. I, I was shocked that uh, that they agreed to this and let them. They're going to let them miss you know school time and and go because you know try to do something after school or before school or you know it's tough because a lot of them ride the bus or can't get like transportation to right. get there. So, but that's what I'm saying. That's part of that. It takes a village. I, I know that was uh, uh, Romar Romar Tolliver. That's his that's his thing right now, and I think that's beautiful. But that's part of that village aspect is. If they're doing classes in school, then we take something for their parents to have at home to have discussion. Well, what did you learn in this? And, you know, what are the key points? Keep that extension going. Right. And then we as community organizations, then we bring some type of aspect to them, you know, have some type of programming for them to have, if if not after school, on the weekends or something. So it stays on their minds. So they stay in development. And it's not uh, it's not like a boot camp or anything where they're you know being forced to learn but they you know it's an introduction right that's what i'm saying that's why i had that passion because i wanted to learn more because of the my environment those around me the experiences i had and we don't have that at the moment so developing things like that where in school and at home and in their community they they have those opportunities it makes them want to know more i would hope (laughs) yeah It's, it's always interesting to, uh, when you talk with, I mean, whether it's Hispanic kids, black kids, it, like, when did you become, like, self-aware of, like, your cultural knowledge, that background? And, you know, some kids grow up with it and some kids it's not, some people's not till they're adults. So they realize their connection and, and all these things. And it's, it's sad, but. Yeah. I mean, if, if we're honest, there's people our age, you know, late 40s, early I mean, late 30s, early 40s. <laughs> Try to put yourself up there with Dream Mary J. I'm young. I'm young. I'm in my 30s still. But anyway, there's still people around, you know, the age we went to school with that still don't have that knowledge or they have a ignorant approach to, you know, culture and things of that sort. So we're doing a disservice even to these. some of these people. My son's 15, so that's the, these kids' parents. So... We need to have some type of connection that happens from um, my friend has a nonprofit and she says she reaches everyone from the cradle to the grave. So basically we need to have some type of function circuit, something that helps from zero to whatever age, you know, understand things that they might not know and helping dispel misnomers. There's a lot of them here. (laughs) Um, Some of it is true though. And we just have to acknowledge it. Some people accountable. Yeah. And then um, I've had conversations with some uh, communications people in the city telling them, hey, representation matters. I don't care <laughs> what the city is doing if I, you know, or I don't understand it from a point of view. If I don't see somebody that looks like me or even, you know, Dario Oscar, I call him Dario, <laughs> you know, or, you know, thank God that he's there. Thank God, you know, when Daryl Feinster was there, that he's there. And, and you know, Angie Taylor she's where she is that representation matters now it's a matter of them coming back to the community and feeding in if we're honest but that to even see someone like me i'm gonna tell you a story this is random okay it's not random but it is so when i was in <laughs> i went to agnes Grizzly elementary that's all in sparks i used to Green work there mm-hmm. yeah yeah agnes Grizzly Grizzlies. <laughs> So when I was in second grade, I had a substitute teacher and his name was Mr. Witherspoon and he was black. And that was the first time I'd ever seen a black teacher. 
And my whole, you know, code switching, my whole thing changed. I was, you know, usually I'm like, oh, you know, hey, guys. But when he was there, I was like, Mr. W, what's up? You know, like my whole, because I had someone that I could relate to. Mm-hmm. I maybe put it on a little too much because I was insane, great, being silly. <laughs> but to me, imagine, and the next time I had a black teacher was middle school. <laughs> that was Miss Boyer, Miss Thomas. That's middle school. And my principal was, was black there. And then the next time I had a <laughs> black teacher wasn't until high school, you know, again. So that representation matters is basically what I'm saying is to see you can be yourself when you know there's someone that can relate to you there. We don't have that opportunity. So it really is multifaceted in, in what needs to happen as far as even just helping our youth come up to understand who they are. Amen. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's true it's i mean i like i growing up my first my kindergarten teacher was black yeah so that was my foundation of education came from that and then uh, another elementary school teacher i had there was black so it was it was normal and then i never had another black teacher until grad school all through you know middle school high school college never had another but because but like because i had started off with that it was normal to me and it was education was valued and seeing black people who were educated wasn't a shock or like, you when, know. when did you leave the Bay? Uh, when I was 12. So you had a good amount of time to see, cause yeah. I feel like the Bay is really, they really understand culture and like they really have those opportunities there. So you really had that opportunity where, mm-hmm. So you see the importance of it. Yeah, and like my my <laughs> my grandmother was a probation officer in Oakland for for 20 something years, so just hearing her stories of you know trying to help these people who like you would think were criminal like she never viewed like you know didn't look at them as criminals. She understood the system and how they were affected and what they got caught up in and what they were living through. So just seeing that, you know, and just um you know just growing up there and seeing the disparity between like certain, you know, cause <clears throat> I was born in Oakland, but we eventually moved to Richmond. Cause <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. but like, I know who you are, Sean, <laughs> <laughs> but like where I grew up in Richmond was like, I'm not like, I thought it was my child. Like it was a perfect, you know, beautiful normal you know like it was sure it was like we can't go to the park after dark and you know like a mile like a mile or two away you know there might be shootings or something but like we're like our little you know our little street you know like i thought this was a normal great childhood i look fondly i look back fondly at the friends i made and and then moving you know when we moved to sparks it was like this is this isn't even like what is what is this like this isn't mm-hmm. even part of the it was it was such a complete yeah different yeah. world it was like me too because like uh, i went to like rita cannon you know so there was like latino teachers which was cool and uh and i was gonna go to trainer but then we moved and then men dive and then it was just different so different i was just like whoa yeah so i feel like i know you know from somewhere probably <laughs> but yeah i went to agnes risley and sparks metal and then we moved and i went to trainer and that was that to me even was culture shock where and it, there was black kids so my sister <laughs> i know i'll be going i'll veer off but it's it makes sense i promise 
my sister says, and I hope I'm not saying anything derogatory, but there's Reno niggas and there's Sparks niggas. <laughs> <laughs> and I went to Sparks and there was black kids there, but I went to Reno and it was completely different, even from Sparks to Trainer. And that's what, three miles? Yeah, they're like <laughs> rivals. Like, they're yeah. right down the street from each other. Yeah, I mean, even though everybody's cousins, so that doesn't make any sense, but it really is the difference between <laughs> Reno niggas and Sparks niggas. <laughs> I mean, until you've lived both places, mm-hmm. it's hard to see the difference just between the two. Yeah. But there's definitely a difference. Yeah. Yep. Almost to where you can tell what school certain people went to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. oh, you went to read. I know. <laughs> no. <laughs> I could tell. We talk about that shit all the all time. time. All the time. All the fucking time. You look like you went to McQueen. I could tell. Because, <laughs> like, like, you know, being from Sparks, it's like, you go, you go to Sparks, or you, you went to Sparks, huh, bro? <laughs> <laughs> you got, you're just too rough around the edges. For whatever reason, they're just more culturally, like, accepting in Sparks than Reno, which is weird. Because, like I said, it's you could literally walk from one to the other, but. It's just different. It's, they're different. Even in like church, like a church, the church culture here, Reno Church, it's Sparks Church, do different things. <laughs> so, yeah, so on that note, uh, I think perfect segue for your song of the week, Sean. Yeah, my song of the week is Ultra Black by Nas and Hit Boy. Hit Boy. You know, it's just, it's the jam. And this was the first one when I was like, damn, Nas <laughs> and Hit Boy make a great team. Dude, they've they've been killing it, and, and they haven't stopped since. Dude, and Hip Boy, like the thing with him that I like is like he's bridging generations, and it's fantastic. Yeah, so uh, listen and learn something. Salute. We go in, we go in. My pants poster said. We going ultra, yeah. We going ultra black. I got a toast to that. We don't fold the crack. We going occasion we rose to that. Fuck on postal. We going ultra black. Watching the global change. Hopping the coldest range. Hit boy on the beat. This shit poster slap. We going ultra black. We going, we going. Rhythm and blues, pop rock, soul to jazz, till my toes attack. How I look being told, I'm not supposed to brag. Nobody fault, I tell the truth, I know what's facts. We ultra black, gray stone, skin tone, but multi that. Multiple colors, we coming all shades, mocha black. Except where I'm at and I fight me on it. Emotional stares like I might be wanted. Pitch black like the night, I'm ultra black. Said for the sun, reruns, jokes are black. Oh yes, oh yes, God bless success. We going ultra black like the S is fast. Talk with a mask on, the freshest breath. African black soap, caress the flesh. Super fly to Mac, sitting fly in the lack. Take the boat on the water, history talks with my daughter. My son will be my resurrection. Constantly learning lessons. I never die, you get the message. I hope you be better than I. Life's precious, two stepping. Sometimes I'm over black, even my clothes are black. Cash money with the white tee and the soldier rag. We going ultra black, unapologetically black. The opposite of Doja Cat, Michael Black's in black. We going ultra black, I got a toast to that. We don't fold the crack. Occasion we rose to that, fuck on postal. We going ultra black, watching the global change. Hopping the coldest range, hit boy on the beat. This shit poster slap. We going ultra black. We going. We going ultra black, Raiders Oakland hat, I smoke to that, 
Pre-rolls and yak, what's the results to that? See notes and bags, she knows I'm classy like I'm Billy D. Williams Go Ultra Black, Isaac Kennedy Films, Penitentiary 2 Black like out in the loop, black don't crack, it's like the fountain of youth The coach is black, like Iman, she beautiful, going Ultra Black To Africa, you say go back, I stay pro-black, my Amex black Black like Conroes, Afros, black like hat, black ball from the Super Bowl. Holler notes, I can't go for that. Motown Museum, Detroit, I'm ultra black. This for New York and all the map. No matter your race, to me, we all are black. We going ultra black, I got a toast to that. We don't fold the crack. We don't fold the crack. Occasion we rose to that, fuck on postal. We going ultra black, watching the global change, hopping the coldest range. Hip boy on the beat, this shit post the slap. We going ultra black. Black is beautiful. Black is beautiful. Welcome back, guys. That was Sean's song of the week, and that was Ultra Black by Nas and Hip Boy. And you hear the song. What else is there to say about mm-hmm. it? Like it's just how the beat goes, and uh, yeah, Nas is just celebrating black culture, mm-hmm. calling out some people who need to be called out. You need to Doja Cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> out there wilding. She got so mad about that. Uh. <laughs> Stay out of chat groups with racist men, and you'd be all right. Oh sis. man. It's- Keep your head on a swivel. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you, gotta, you gotta be careful who you uh, who you who are associating Associate, yourself with. Yeah, sometimes guilty by association. You know. Yeah, it's not OnlyFans. Don't let them fetishize you. <laughs> well, next up, yeah, we have the meandering questions, and uh, these are questions. Some we ask for everyone, mm-hmm. and some are specifically for you. Oh. Are you ready for this? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Meandering questions. These are the hard hitting, uh, hard copy questions. All right, let's go. All right, first question. As a black woman, who was someone who was a role model when you were younger, and who's someone who's a role model for you now? A role model for me when I was younger was Angie Taylor. I always say it, and I mean it. And a role model for me now is the same person. <laughs> um, but, um, from school board president, Angie Taylor. First person of color on the school board, Angie, Dr. Angela Taylor. Was she the principal trainer when you were there? No, that was Deborah Fume. Actually, she was also someone integral in my life. Deborah Fumster. I love her. She, yeah, she. You talking about ultra black? It's Deborah Fumster, and that y'all don't really want to hear her. It's like she she goes unheard. They try to kind of give her the hard to work with that they give all black women when they don't want to listen to them. But she's very, very insightful. Someone you really want to talk to, and regarding regarding racism, she she calls them out, and that's why they don't like. Her. Of course, well, we all, <laughs> we all know how that works. They don't want to hear it. Yeah, <laughs> too soft. About? What are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, next question: favorite thing to do to decompress? <laughs> I can't talk about that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I mean, watch cartoons. Nice, like but, Adult Swim. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, "What kind of cartoon?" Yeah, that, that was my next. Yeah. Yeah. Or you know, uh, I guess later, earlier in the day, Cartoon Network, earlier than night. <laughs> so that's like, like Avenger Time, 
<laughs> stuff like that. I don't watch them often, but mm-hmm. just to laugh and not yeah. be serious. Right, exactly. Shut the brain down a little bit. I, and I need sometimes you need that, especially mm-hmm. as a creative. You just need to just not do nothing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the biggest misconception about Black History Month <laughs> <laughs> or Black History in general? We don't want watermelon candles. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest. <sighs> The biggest misconception is that we have to discuss black history on these 28 or 29 days and we don't really move beyond this month and we only talk about the same few people or we think that we're championing championing the month if we find someone that people don't know about. Did you know about this person? You should tell them about them in April. You should tell you know people about yeah, black history mm-hmm. in September or you know. It's just like celebrating black black history, but like, what does that mean? They You're stuff. highlighting some person. Yeah. Did you know that this was the first black? And it was like yesterday they were the first black person to like pick up a can of paint to do. You know, like it's <laughs> random stuff. But they try to stuff it all in these twenty eight days when the reality it's superficial. is, yeah, mm-hmm. we learn everybody else's history all year long. So black history is an all year long thing. Black culture is world culture. We don't even talk about the diaspora like. You know, African culture, uh, Caribbean. We don't. That's all part of Black history as well. I asked that one time. I was like, "Is Black history only for Americans, or is it actual Black history? The history of Black people. Black people are everywhere. So we try to make it this big. It really, like you said, it's superficial. It's yeah. this really surface, uh, performative." celebratory practice of hey we know you're black hey we know you're black and then they're done and we don't hear nothing else about it it's like yeah. uh cinco de mayo yeah. exactly like, like yeah yeah like, and the, but they have no idea the history behind exactly. it exactly i'm like yeah this is the day uh you know the french got diarrhea you know <laughs> and that's what really happened and they're like what it's not independence day no it's september my friend <laughs> like there's two mexican independence days and this is not one of them. <laughs> right <so> wild <laughs> you know but you know, it's it's Cinco de Drinko for everybody else. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cinco At least you know what? Yeah. Like I'm just glad, yeah, there's not a, like a bunch of drinking involved. Like, cause like if, you know, St. Patrick's Day, like Cinco, some of these other other mm. people that people just get drunk on their holiday. Yeah. <laughs> and they get their guacamole. <laughs> yeah, a bunch we of have racist one of those? stereotypes. We don't have one of those. Mm-hmm. We don't have a get drunk day. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm glad. Yeah. Like, I don't. That's. I don't want it to be known for a bunch of white people dressing up like, you know. Oh, I mean, they do it, but they, they do. just don't yeah, get yeah. drunk. <laughs> Maybe on MLK Day. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> all right. Next question. Uh, your favorite TV show, right now? Oh, my favorite TV show there's, right there's now. So, there's so much good television out there. I don't really watch like land television, like. You know, no everyday TV. We're, we're we're all we're all millennials, <laughs> right? We're on the Al Gore internet. <laughs> Let me see. What is my favorite? I don't know. I don't really have a. You mentioned Power. Uh-huh. I don't watch Power. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I know about Power because everyone spills their guts on the internet about what happened on Power. I have never watched an episode, maybe one episode, but I know who's dead, who's missing, who was in jail, when the daughter got killed. Tariq is a mess. <laughs> <laughs> I know all of these things because of everyone else. It has nothing. I've never really watched. It. I got like my old roommate used to watch it, and I got into it, like at, at the first season when it was on. But then, 
nice. You don't have to. Just read Facebook statuses. When does it come <laughs> on Sunday? Watch on Monday. And uh, everyone will tell you. You watch without watching. Mm-hmm. That Inception. Uh, I think a show that I watched recently that I liked was We Don't Talk About Cosby. Or We Should Talk About Cosby. Mm. I don't know. What's that on? Showtime. That, we need to get on Kamal Showtime. Bell. I only got the I got the thirty day trial just to watch that, and then there's another one on there. Everything's gonna be all white. Mm. I like him, Kamal yeah. Bell. Yeah, he's very smart. Very. He, it was a very rational approach to the whole situation. It was is not uh, trying to cape for Cosby at all. It was it's just what it is. This is what it is. This is how we acknowledge it. It doesn't take away from what he was to us but it means that we need to acknowledge who he is and yeah. what this was so yeah it was good it's, a, it's so complicated like whether it's him michael jackson r kelly michael didn't do it <laughs> but r kelly did for sure yeah. r kelly has <laughs> been doing it yeah and leaving hints yes oh, and i would just get so mad because i love Aaliyah so much <laughs> yeah like that's the thing that i think is wild it's like if Aaliyah were still alive, would we hate R. Kelly way more? Yeah, because she'd have she get to tell her point of view. Yeah, and it, like if you heard it from her instead of like uh, the people around her, how much more hated would R. Kelly be? Yeah. But anyways, um, next question: uh, As someone who's a local who has lived here a long time, what's your favorite restaurant, oh. and what's one that you will never go to, back to again? It's not here anymore, but the one that I would never go back to was Oakland Style Barbecue. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. I'm sorry. And I was like, I know this is not Oakland Style Barbecue. This is just somebody with a pound of sugar and ketchup pouring it over. People used to say that place was so good. It was it, disgusting. I remember going there and being like, I guess there's just something wrong with me because I don't like no, this. No, it was horrible. It was I remember horrible. Yeah, being <laughs> disappointed, like coming home, opening this up and like, this is what I paid all this money for? No, it was disgusting. That's funny. That's so funny. The place I love, um, I would say, Celita Lindo, and that's on a Keys. No, no, Kings Road. Oh, I know. Yeah, we've been there before. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I don't. I'm not like a frequent person there, but it's good when I have it. Every time it was good. Yeah, up in the the little shopping center in the corner up there. Mm-hmm. Where the loose moose was? Is that? Yeah, like further mm-hmm. further up there, yeah. Or the old welfare office. Yeah, that's yeah. a church. Mm-hmm. Is it a church now? Mm-hmm. It's crazy how much how much churches <laughs> are like in office spaces now. It's wild. Because folks ain't building churches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, next one. Uh, what are, are your grooming slash beauty routines i am at home most of the day so <laughs> shower <laughs> and sweats <laughs> so that's it you have any products though that you use that uh you know soap. might be helpful to people dove soap mm. and lotion <laughs> jerkin <laughs> lotion is and deodorant and lotion is so important though like, i don't use it but i have used it i like tom's Toothpaste. It's really good. I, I, I use Tom's toothpaste too. Yeah. I saw a video on all the chemicals in other toothpaste and it's like, you know what? I need to start getting this natural shit. Yeah. Once I, t- once I tried that, I realized it was like, I'm really pretty much putting a peppermint in my mouth using this other toothpaste. 
Yeah. And, so. and it's crazy because toothpaste, like the main ingredient in a lot of them is sugar. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like, and people don't know that. And just why like, does this taste <laughs> so sweet? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it's crazy. Oh, I, mm-hmm. like, I feel like I'm actually cleaning my teeth. Well, that's it. That's those were the meandering questions. Come on, ask me more. You made it through. You made, you made it through. Yeah, that's it. that's all we had for yeah, you. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got a couple more things, and we'll, we'll finish this up. Okay. Caesar, you have a, a hero of the week, dude. This mom snitched on her own son. So this uh, kid robbed someone at gunpoint in Chicago on the L, and her mom, his mom, saw him on the news. Like he had a mask on and everything, and she took him to the police. <laughs> Oof. He uh, he robbed someone of a hundred bucks. How old do you know how old he was? Uh, I think he was like coming back from school. I think he was like sixteen years old or something like that. But that's when you know you fucked up. Darnell. Yeah. <laughs> Your mom. Like that. Mom took you down to turn. Pulled him head. by his ear and stuff, you know. But you know, you know what? She wants better for him. I was gonna say to, a lot of mom, like a lot of parents. That would be they. You know, they would cover for their kid in that mm-hmm. situation. That's not necessarily the best thing for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta like, learn how to take that L. I mean, well, if he's on my kid, I don't know. It's yeah, tough. I probably would. <laughs> At that age too, because it's like nipping in the bud then. Then instead of like later when it's like, what's he gonna be doing? Yeah, mm-hmm. if he's doing that at sixteen, mm-hmm. running up on people with a gun. My kid probably snitch on me. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it gets more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. What are you doing then? Uh, Then we got a petty move of the week, even though this was like two weeks ago now Uh, with All-Star Game Mm -hmm. is this weekend. Um, So James Harden and Kevin Durant were on the same team and James Harden decided he didn't want to be on that team anymore and kind of stopped playing hard (laughs) and they traded him. And it just so happens that like the day that he got traded from the team, was the day that Kevin Durant like the, and LeBron picked mm-hmm. the All Star team? You know they mm-hmm. they picked the teams, so uh, it was super funny like watching it live, and they're going back and forth, and you you're starting to realize like, ooh, Harden's still there, <laughs> and like LeBron didn't pick him, and then it was like Durant was like uh, he said something, like passive aggressive, and then like didn't take him, so Harden was the last pick. LeBron had to take him. <laughs> <laughs> he was, uh, <laughs> just watch it it was so awkward it's mm-hmm. so because like barkley and all of them you know are like talking shit dude and, like i love their like, shit talking. yeah beautiful just the pettiness it's like yeah. you know we got everyone here on the team who wants to play like, <laughs> just like talking about him so yeah salute to durant for refusing to take mm-hmm. his former teammate on his team mm-hmm. what's he on philly now he's on philly and they got simmons right and like from some of the shit I've heard that Kyrie Irving does, I guess like Harden just thought Kyrie was crazy. Mm. He's like, "Why is he like rubbing sage on me before we go out here playing burning sage and shit in the locker room, trying try to get rid of the toxic, the toxic?" He's like, "You like you're the toxic person. Like you're the problem. Like, <laughs> That's why you're getting sage all over you." Like, you out here burning sage. You need for you. <laughs> they say that's what Phil Jackson used to do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, home. Oh, what's his What's his face from the Lakers? Does that all the time, and he also has that like the crazy like rock salt thingy. I forget. You know, for mm-hmm. energy and stuff. Uh, on the Lakers, the center. What's his name? Mm-hmm. But I uh, have me like he does all that weird stuff too. Yeah. Trying to get negative energy, and I was like, man, you don't even play that. Yeah, the no negative more. energy. <laughs> How's this work? I was like, LeBron's still there, so. 
The uh, and then Caesar, you have a gr- what grinds your gears? People <laughs> driving, not even the speed limit in the fast lane. <laughs> I, I'm and I don't drive this is a lot. Reno specific thing. And I I don't drive a lot anymore since I work from home, right? But when I'm out there, I'm like, okay, speed limit sixty five, and you're going sixty in the fast lane. I'm like, oh my People God. in Reno are such shitty drivers, and they always blame it on California. No, it's, yeah, it is nope. Reno shit. Like, I have been driving here a long time, and you guys suck at driving. <laughs> yeah, but I California know, drivers drive crazy, too. They just yeah. drive aggressively. Yeah, and, like, you could tell. They drive fast. As soon as you, like, go over the border into, like, California, I'm like, oh, it's tight going 85 like yeah. everybody else, yeah, you like, know? Just drive like normal people. I know so many people from here who are, like, scared to drive on the freeway and shit. Like, just basic-ass shit that, like, every fucking driver has. So, like, yeah, you can't tell me. You can never convince me. As someone who is from, like, like learned to drive here, you can never get You know how I many fucking people I know who are scared to drive on the freeway? Like, we got real freeways here and shit. Yeah. In real traffic, you know? like. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was 17, taking road trips to the Bay Area all yeah, the time. Yeah, you yeah. know, like, come on. No, yeah. Can't can't do it. I'm not gonna be able to do it. As soon as I saw uh, that, I was like, "Dude, it's just it's just it's almost like going to Costco because it's just like because they can't obey the laws in the road. It's like same thing at Costco. There's just slow people everywhere, and I'm like, yo, get out of my way. I'm trying to shop and get out of here. And it's just like everyone creeping. No one pays attention to anybody else. That's why I hate and, uh, going like dude, to yeah just, public. Oh my god, I just get so. Mad. It's like everyone's in a it's fog. Okay. Like, what are you doing? Like, I'm just, like, trying to walk down the fucking aisle, and it's, like, you're in, like, this you know, haze, like, like haze of, like, dreaming about something. the mustard? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, like. It's right the- in their face. Where? I cannot find the mustard. No. You know, like, I got my headphones. I'm, like, you no, know. No, yeah, I put my headphones on. Uh, I usually go with Leia because, um, yeah, so we could, like, I could get give mom a break or whatever, and I take her headphones on, and we're, like, I'm trying to, but just everyone is just, like, oh. But now, you know, like, now I got Samantha. She loves to go shopping, and I never have to go. It's great. I just stay at home, make a list, and uh, or, like, yeah. I do the pickup at Rayleigh's. Yeah, the pickup's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's it called? What's that app? Not DoorDash. Instacart? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. use that? I've used it, but, mm. Yeah, sometimes like the people that pick the stuff, it's they not, yeah. they pick the shittiest substitutes. I, I like the the Rayleigh's. Uh, you, Rayleigh's, you go on their website, you pick out all the stuff you want, hit enter, and then like you pick up a pickup time, and they like text you when it's ready. Sometimes or like they'll text you like, "Hey, we're out of this. You want this instead?" They're so awesome. It's so fucking great. I love it. <laughs> and just go. I was doing that before before COVID. <laughs> They know me, like they know me and everything. Like, oh yeah, like we're out of the, we're out of the bread you always get or the chips or whatever. <laughs> but uh, that's about it for the show. Um, yeah. Oh, you have a fuckboy of the week. I didn't see that. Oh yeah, that West Virginia governor showed his dog's butthole on like C-SPAN. <laughs> why? He was like talking. He's like, I don't, I don't even know why he had his dog in West the Virginia Senate. Yeah, she tell you. <laughs> you know that was a dumb question. <laughs> Why did I say that? Uh, (laughs) But yeah, it was. It was. I'm like, what is going on? Why is there a a C-SPAN too? C-SPAN, yeah, yeah. And like, I'm like, all you see is like a black strip. I was like, what is going on out there? They're they got dogs buttholes there, and they can't, you know, uh, you know, vote on anything and agree on nothing. But there's a butthole in the air. Wow. We can agree on butthole. (laughs) That's uh, that's our government, my friends. (laughs) 
like the guy who brought in the snowball to prove global warming wasn't real. <laughs> like, look, how is global warming real? I have a snowball in my hand. It's snowed. Down his <laughs> uh, but anyways, if you like, uh, if you want to ask us a question or request a song, uh, we have a hotline. You can call 775-800-9153 and you can ask us a question or request a song for the radio show. And again, that number is 775-800-9153. Holler at us. Mm-hmm. Let us Holler at your boys. Yeah. Let us know what's up. Uh, Jessica, we want to thank you mm-hmm. for joining us. This has been great. <laughs> awesome conversation. It was. I want to come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, be b- back. Before we go, though, <laughs> tell everyone, you know, if they want to get more involved with Nebkiss or, you know, tell them some of the events you guys have or just how they can help their community. Okay. Well, Nebkiss um, is, we're always looking for volunteers. We're always looking for um, um, consistent board members. So if you are interested, you can email admin at nebkiss.org with your inquiry. And our admin will take care of that from there. Um, Of course, the MLK is on the 28th. But on the 27th, we're having a, and this is something I should have talked about, uh, the Summer of Soul screening at the Nevada Museum of Art. There's been art displayed um, for the past couple months there from uh, local artist Krista Bell that has, um, it's a Spotify code on it. I don't know if you've seen those before. And they're all the songs that were played during the documentary Summer of Soul, which if those of you don't know, it's about the Harlem Cultural Fest that happened in the same year as Woodstock. I guess that was 1969. And it was like six weeks of just straight music. And it was like over 60,000 people attended in Harlem, New York. And so uh, we'll be showing that on Sunday at one o'clock. And also, of course, you, you'll be able to see the art and that will actually be the last day that is there. So. Um, it's kind of like a closing reception. Yeah. And then the 20th. That's a, and that's uh, produced by Questlove, right? Questlove, yeah. Produced mm-hmm. by Questlove. Amir. Everybody loves Amir. Mm-hmm. And uh, before that, though, is uh, on the 26th, we're having a health and, we- a health and wellness um, event where you will be able to get vaccinated, uh, get COVID tested. Um, also, there will be screening, dental screenings for kids provided by Liberty Dental and then Anthem will be there with information on like diabetes and you know health in that regard um, that will be at the Holland Project and that's on the 26th and I, I for, for some reason I'm sorry I don't have the time but I'm I know that somebody will give the time <laughs> yeah just go to the Holland Project website yeah. I'm sure yeah. they'll have the times for that um and so i'm definitely going to that screening though yeah i have that marked on my calendar yep it's gonna be great if you've never seen it i mean if you don't live in in reno if you live in florida (laughs) (laughs) it'll uh it'll make you uncomfortable yeah it won't make you uncomfortable but just there might be a lot of black people on the screen a lot of blacks several blacks (laughs) oh florida (laughs) But if you don't live in Reno, you can watch it on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Hulu or Showtime too. I think I forget, but it's on there. Yeah, it's on a couple streaming platforms right now. And it's it's uh it was awesome. It mm-hmm. it um I was telling somebody you can feel the blackness through the screen. It, like it, you see a sense of pride, not just from the performers, but from the audience themselves. The fact that they were willing to pack out that park just for these experiences, and it wasn't a one day thing. It was six weeks. 
and they did it every week. So uh, I think that was a, a great, it's definitely something to watch aside from if you now if you're in Reno, come down to the museum and see it. All right. Yeah. Come stop playing. But, um, <clears throat> so yeah, that's pretty much like our black history weekend, if you will. So, um, but I, my intent is to make sure that black history and, and culture is, uh, spread throughout the year. Of course, Juneteenth is going to be coming up in June, June 19th. Uh, we're looking at Idlewild Park because we want it to be big, 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 because it's now a federal holiday. Um, it's on a Sunday, so you don't get the day off, but <laughs> uh, it, we're looking to have like big acts there. You know, we want to expand everyone's, we want to expose people to see that there's far beyond, you know, uh, the same people that keep coming <laughs> to the same events that there's more you know there's more to us than that we have the ability to bring bigger acts but anyway <laughs> I know you heard what I said uh, they didn't uh. yeah. so. well again thank mm-hmm. you for coming thank you dropping this knowledge thank you so much um, make sure you uh, listen every week we got some great guests lined up for the next uh, couple months and uh oh yeah the radio show yeah. every friday night nine to eleven mm-hmm. nothing but the best and all things hip-hop on 97.7 k week caesar and i yes with special guests or kwnkradio.org maybe we could have you yeah be a special we should we'll have a month where we have all special guests we'll have mm-hmm. you be your guest on no, the radio i'm down show. for that mm-hmm. that i'm down yeah i'm down for this but i was definitely down for that <laughs> i told this first thing i came in can we talk about music yeah <laughs> so we'll have to have you have a special guest yeah Thank but you. uh until right. next time you know, mm-hmm. uh, winter's back, as yes. the Who Cares song says. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, stay stay warm, stay hydrated, and if you're suffering from allergies like me, uh, hopefully you uh, get some relief. Because it fucking sucks. Yeah. I'm proud of you. you didn't yeah. see one time. A couple hours. <laughs> yeah, I got them all. I got all seven of them out. Before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is Della Photo. Stay hydrated and uh, respect each other, friends. <laughs> so.